What story is the world not getting? I'm Dr. Adrienne McKeon, AKA the Story Whisperer. As a creation coach, my purpose is to help humans reconnect to themselves, to each other, and to the boundless creative energy that flows through each and every one of us. By releasing our unique perspectives and relatable experiences in the form of inspirational stories, not only do we give the world a precious gift that is ours alone to give, we help them really get our core message and come to a deeper understanding of the universal wisdom within it. Are you ready to reconnect? Good, because that's allowed. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the That's Allowed podcast. I'm your hostess, Adrienne McKeon. And today we have Kawan Glover. Please, Kawan, introduce yourself. Hey, uh, my name is Kwan Glover. As Adrian said, I was born on the 25th of December in 1993, a snowy day. And you know, I've had a number of different events that take place in my life. I'm a stroke survivor, a three-time brain surgery survivor. I've written a book. I've started a business. And I am a serial overcomer. And I'm here today to have a conversation about my journey and whatever else we talk about. That's amazing. I love it. A serial overcomer. That's beautiful. So uh, I'm also a December baby, so we could probably have a whole podcast about uh, the peculiarities of being born <laughs> in the month of December, especially on the 25th, I imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But let's jump in with the first question that I usually ask, which is, what story is the world not getting? A lot of, you know, with my journey in particular, a lot of times you hear about the massive surgeries and I've had three of them, you know, brain surgeries, I've had a stroke and you hear about that a lot in the community, but the stories that are not being told are what happens in between and after those procedures, the dark times, the emotional, mental trauma you have to deal with, the recovery, not only physically, but the hardest part is the, the other types of recovery, the mental, emotional, financial, have to undergo to get through those dark times when you find yourself alone, uh, not worthy, you find yourself being a, becoming a, a burden, uh, you feel shame about what you've been through or who you have become, uh, you're no longer the same person you were before. So again, you hear about the stroke, you hear about the surgery, you hear about the physical recovery, but we don't talk much about what happens in between all that and even after. So tell us a little bit more about that. What is it like in those in-between phases? You know, depression is a, a, a interesting thing. It's not sadness because sadness comes and goes. Depression is like, it really is that lingering cloud. It, it makes the world feel dark. And when it sets in, you start to almost feel good about it. It's like comforting, like, oh, I am the worst person in the world. This is the terrible circumstance that I have to live with. And you start to find comfort in isolating yourself and being okay with this just my life now. And it it's so crafty in that it nestles this nice little warm bed for you to just lay in and never move again. Um, so it, it, it makes you feel like this is what you're supposed to be. And again, when you deal with physical trauma, it 
lives in your body, but it also builds a house in your mind. And sometimes that house is hidden and it only shows face in certain situations when you're triggered. So in order to combat those things, I had to look at the person in the mirror. I had to really self-assess. I had to really figure out, hey, am I holding stuff in? Like, hey, is this manifesting in other places? And then, you know, I had to embrace other routines. I had to embrace loving myself. And, you know, from where I was to where I am now, I say it's a quantum leap. Like, I love myself more than Kanye loves Kanye. And that's a big I love you to me. So, wow. you know, it, it, it takes a while to develop those those tendencies and practices. And um, it's not a battle that's easily fought, but when you finally can see the other side of it, when you when you can see the light at the end of the tunnel again, it feels pretty amazing. So when did that, where did that shift happen for you? Where did you start to see that little pinpoint of light at the end of the tunnel? So in my business, you know, to get you from victimhood to, to victory and you know, like to be the ultimate hero in your own journey. And I like to call it the bottom of the V. If you can see on that thing right there, there's a yeah. point at the bottom where you have to, is this where I'm going to remain for the rest of my life? You have to make a decision and then you start to see that shift. So for me, it was on um, August, sometime in August last year. And I had just watched finished watching Tony Robbins, I'm Not Your Guru. And I couldn't understand, you know, I got into the surgery, I got into physical rehab, why I was still holding on to something. And for me, it was guilt. And I, when I had that moment, I, I broke down and kind of let it all out. But then I laid in my bed that night and was like, you know, all the things that happened to you are not your fault. But it is your responsibility to take these experiences and use them for the greater good. And that's the point at the bottom of the V where you're at your darkest, lowest point when you have to make a decision. And that's really all it takes. Now, after you make that decision, it's not like all sunshine and roses, but that's when the work can really begin. Yeah. I love that. It isn't our fault, but it is our responsibility. That's something I've heard over and over again by people who are good leaders. <laughs> so what was it like for you? when you were in that, just that bottom of the V, the darkest point for you, what was that like? It just felt like nothing was supposed to work. It felt like this is the end point for my life. Like mentally, I just was not there emotionally. I was all over the place. And I started to give up. I felt like I had been defeated. And this enemy is enemy I combat anymore. I had lost mental energy, emotional energy, spiritual energy, my life force was being drained. It felt like I was at the bottom of a pit and light didn't light began to no longer exist. And it felt like I was dying from the inside out. But the power of making a decision to make that change can lead you up a path towards victory. And and that's when you complete your V. And that's what I had to realize Again, it's not, it wasn't my fault. And I blame myself continuously for everything that happened. And mm -hmm. I took an over responsibility, but it wasn't my fault, but it became my responsibility. And that's when I realized, you know, people would always tell me, you know, she tells this story, you should, people have to hear this, people have to know. 
and you know all those things came to me and then i can start to come back the voices in my head the naysayer in my life which ended up being who i was what were what were the the steps that you took to start to kind of climb your way out of it i think the first step is acknowledging you know that's when i realized it was a guilt that i was carrying around and then it was uh a, the last step in that process is accepting but in the middle of that you have to adapt to the new changes both physically mentally and emotionally to kind of pinpoint exactly where these changes have taken place and then you can make adaptations to adjust it or where you are now so instead of using my body as as a as a tool i can use my mind and my words to change lives and it's actually found i've actually found that's actually been more powerful uh, using my story, using my voice. I like to say that vulnerability is my superpower. Mm-hmm. Empathy is my weapon of choice and my story is my fuel source and that I can use those three things to change the world uh, one person at a time. And my ultimate life goal is to reach age 100 and impact a billion people on the way. I actually impact the whole world on my way to 100. So um, I think I'm starting to see that that's actually possible. Yeah. So what blocks have you had to overcome in order to share this story with the world? Um, a lot of self-worth self-worth issues. Like, yeah. why does anyone want to hear this? Like, I, you know, I did this to myself. And these are things that stemmed off from the guilt. Uh, a lot of self-doubt. Like, I can't write a book. I can't tell a story. I'm not a speaker. Like, the way I, I mean, I'm able to use words now. I had to go through a lot of speech therapy because, you know, I the muscles on the side of my face they work, but there are no nerve endings. Like I don't feel what's going on over here, so I don't know unless I'm looking at myself what's actually going on with that side of my body. And just, you know, I lost a lot of confidence. You know, I'd been an athlete most of my life. I'd run track, I'd played football, I'd boxed. So when I wasn't able to to control my body which is like I'm 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 in my 20s this is probably the problem of my life like how can this be and I think accepting that this is my reality not worrying about the past and not being concerned with the future I think acceptance so first I had to acknowledge then I had to adjust and adapt then I had to accept that those were the three stages of climbing back up the other side of that V yeah so how did it change you? How did it change you to go through all of that? It, it's funny because the number of times my life was literally on the line, um, you become close to acquaintances with death for a lack of a better term. The river becomes somebody that's like the neighbor that's like, hey, you know, I, I think it's your time. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. Come back later. So you kind of form that relationship and you start to, again, accept that that is an inevitable part of life, but it's not my time right now. And also it it allowed me to embrace my faith, allowed me to embrace that gratitude is my foundation. So every day when I get up, the first thing I say to myself is I'm grateful that I'm alive. And those little micro gratitudes about breathing, about seeing, about tasting food, about smelling the inside of your room, about having covers, about having a place to rest my head. Those 
pile up those add up those exponents you get greater and actually gratitude increases serotonin and dopamine in your brain so it allows me to be calm and joyous in every situation no matter what i um what i face and that's why i call myself a serial overcomer because no matter what challenge struggle whatever phase whatever test i have i no longer feel unbalanced or bothered or disturbed because i know that no matter what this challenge is, I'm gonna get through it and I'm gonna learn something from it. And, you know, always having that eternal learning mindset that that's really helped me as well. It's not, you know, what you've been through is what you used it to become. Absolutely, yeah. So who do you think needs to hear this story? There are a lot of people and especially right now in the state of the world, in the state of the political climate, in the state of disarray that this year has um, brought upon us that people feel stuck. They feel like there's a dark place they found themselves into. They feel like they don't know where to turn. They feel like everything they do is wrong or they feel like they are overly concerned with the opinions of others. And I like to say directly to those people who may be listening, that it's often not the external world that is causing you to fall into the rut. It's calling, it's causing colors to be taken from your world. It's the person in the mirror. It's you creating those thought loops. It's you creating those narratives. It's you creating that chaos, that anxiety, that depression that you fall into because of fear-based decision making. Uh, attributing too much of what's happening for you in the now, the things that you did do, that you might do, and that the world is telling you you should do. Mm -hmm. I think those people that don't often realize there is a light in the sound book. One of the things I know now is that sometimes you have to crack to let the light in. Yeah. And those people are holding things back. And they're so strong with their, so like men are just so strong, so stoic, but in order to heal and grow, when you're lifting weights, you have to break down the muscle fibers. Absolutely. And then there are people on the other side that are just like, oh, what was me? And they built a house in the neighborhood of victims. You have to move out of that, that comforted feeling, that, that, that the warm blanket of, anxiety, depression that makes you want to stay where you are and root yourself in the present moment and recognize the powerful person that you are because everybody on this planet is one of one. You are the only one that can be you. So embrace that, use that and become the hero in your own story. Absolutely. I love the idea, you know, people always say that which does not kill us makes us stronger. Well, that's only true if you give yourself the time to heal, right? You break down those muscle fibers when you work out. And so then you have to rest to allow those muscle fibers to build back up again, right? And I think that's a lot of, that's Absolutely. something that people often miss when they're training, they overtrain and they work themselves too hard and they just get, they hit a wall. It's the same thing when you're working with inner trauma right? You have to have that support. You have to give yourself time and forgiveness. And sometimes self-care looks like working out. And sometimes self-care looks like napping. <laughs> and you need both. Absolutely. I think um, I didn't just 
dress everything in one day. And it's like, I'm going to change my life right now. Everything's going to work out. I don't think that's realistic. I think you bite off the, the bite you can chew and slowly over time, you know, you have to lay your healing brick by brick. And at some point you'll have a wall that defends you from other traumas. But a lot of people think I have to get everything right now. I have to solve this problem immediately. And right. time is really your friend and healing doesn't come with a quick fix solution, a, a magic bullet. Yeah. You have to heal and give yourself time to accept that, that healing, that change. And a lot of people don't give themselves enough time or give themselves enough grace to understand that they are still human and it takes time. Yeah. So what advice do you have for the people who are listening who might be going through something that they think they just, they're, they're not going to get through this? You don't go through anything just to go through it. I think people are, are really like trees and we spend our lives growing, maybe not physically, but mentally you open yourself to this, open yourself up to unique experience. And if you see every misstep as a lesson, not a loss, you're always constantly, I'm always looking for the lesson when I make a mistake. Oh, what was I supposed to learn here? What What did it give me the opportunity to do now? And I think people that feel stuck, one, are either comforted by, you know, wallowing in that, that, that pity, that, that, that sadness, that fear, because it feels safe. They don't have to do anything. And then other people, I'm just going to ram everything through right at one time. I think you should, one, hurry up and slow down. Mm. I think you should take time to acknowledge, adapt, and accept. And those three things come with time. So... Hurry up and slow down. Take those three A's and use them and apply them to your life. And also do some deep work introspectively. Understand what your triggers are. What really puts you in that foul mood? What really takes your energy away? And stop doing that. Do things that bring you joy. Do things that put you in a better space, that bring you calm and serenity, bring you peace. A lot of people put themselves in situations which they know are going to exacerbate whatever pain they're feeling but they keep doing it and expecting a different result. That is literally the definition of insanity. So <laughs> stop doing that. Purpose and slow down. Stop doing that. And apply those three A's. I think you can um, really find a solution for yourself on, on, on the back end. And again, my job on this planet is to bridge the gap, the gap between the darkness and the light. And there is always light in the inner tunnel. And if one thing I've learned through my whole life experience and I keep learning is there's always hope. And when you allow yourself to lose that thought, that's when you give voice to despair and things start to fall apart. Yeah. And it's very true. That it, one of the beautiful things about living on this planet, right, is that we have laws of physics and you can get repeatable results. If you throw a ball straight up into the air, it's going to come right back to you, right? But if you throw it a little bit off, it's not. And so if you're getting the right results, you know, when you do something like keep doing it, you're going to get those same results. But if you're not, and you keep doing that, you're going to get those same bad results, right? If you want results you've never gotten, you have to try something you've never tried before. You have to take Absolutely. a risk and do something kind of scary. I always say that everything you want is on the other side of your fear. And so as soon as you find something that scares you a little bit, like, guess what? that's what you should probably do. 
Yeah, and you know, when I do podcasts now, I'm like, crap, I gotta, like people see my face, I gotta share my story again. So, you know, I encourage you to do something just a little bit scary every day and, mm-hmm. and that'll, you know, expand your 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 realm of influence, that'll expand your mind and your emotions. And I think that is one of the keys to life. When you get comfortable being uncomfortable, everything is a little is a little bit easier. Yeah. I love that. Get comfortable with discomfort. It's so important. We spend so much of our lives running away from pain. And if people would just take the time to make friends with their pain and just embrace it, you'd be amazing, amazed at how it just disappears. When you avoid and push down and run away from pain, pain is a part of life that is inevitable. So at some point, someone somehow that pain is going to resurface because you and because you pressed it away avoided and ran away from it so long it's going to hit you a lot harder when it comes back so you can avoid this for the rest of your life but at the end it's going to hit you like a sledgehammer so i'd rather take the pain in smaller doses and address it right in that moment and then allow myself to learn from it instead of avoiding it and again pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. So if you avoid the pain, you're going to suffer in other areas in the long run. Absolutely. So what do you think is the main message or takeaway from people listening to this? You know, I, I, the message of my book is just always hope, you know, push, persist until something happens. And that's what I did. But I like to say it in a little more of a flowery language. Um, thing about, there's a story I remember about an optimist and a pessimist. And, you know, the brother, Jake, was the optimist. Uh, I think his name was Jared, was the pessimist. And the thing about, the difference between the two is, is shown when they look out the window and it's raining outside. Well, Jake, the optimist, he looks out the window and looks over the horizon and see the sun coming over the hill. But when Jared, the pessimist, looks out the window and sees the rain, he's overly concerned with the stains on the window. And I like to say that whenever the times seem dark, whenever it seems gloomy and like things are never gonna change, the darkest night always comes before the brightest morning and your morning it's just over the horizon. Your morning is on the way. Your morning is coming. And there is nothing on this planet, hell, earth, snow, wind, fire, snowstorm that can stop that. Your morning is on the way. Beautiful. All right. So let's shift gears a little bit. We're going to do a little exercise here, which I like to do with my guests. So what I'm going to have you do is close your okay. eyes if that's comfortable for you. And I am going to wave a magic wand and all of your deepest desires have just come true. So everything that you really want deep, deep in your soul has just come to pass. So I want you to wake up in this new reality and look around and just tell me what you see, what you hear, what you can taste, touch, and smell in this ideal space. Well, I'm living in a house, I'm married, uh, I have 
two kids, like a boy and a girl. I think the girl's older. Um, I have a call in about 20 minutes uh, with my company. Uh, we're doing a merger right now with another company. We have a deal with Netflix to do uh, a talk series. Um, I'm looking through my, 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 my cell phone log. I have a lot of numbers I didn't have before in there. Um, I just had a meeting with my favorite music artist yesterday, Kid Cudi. Um, I'm on my fifth book, and I'm supposed to meet up with some of my best friends later. And I just feel an overwhelming sense of peace. Um, um, I'm, I'm about to meditate before this call. And I just finished the latest Stephen King book, and it was awesome. And I, I think I'm no longer worried about, you know, money or, um, you know, I'm, my body is back at 100%, and I am living my dream. And my book is selling. My books are selling all over the world and getting translated. And, um, you know. Okay, so I want you to today see Today, there are no worries. You're, you're in your, your living room space, right? Whatever the central living area right. of, of this home is. And I want you to look over, there's a bookshelf that's just full of your books. It's just got your name, your name, your name, your name, all of this bookshelf. And I want you to sm take a breath in. Something delicious is being prepared for you right now. Do you smell that? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's being provided for you in this space. You've done your work. There's nothing more that you need to do right now. You can just be in this beautiful space. Do you hear anything? Um, I hear little footsteps and I can hear like some of the pans like clinking around. Yeah. Um, I really smell like blueberry muffins, but like the big fluffy soft ones. Oh yeah. And um, I'm turning around now to head over to the kitchen and I can't really see my wife's face, but I can see her smiling back at me. Mm -hmm. And she just kind of gives me a smirk and like a thumbs up. Beautiful. That's what I see. That's great. And so I want you to, um, you're, you're in that meeting now. Okay. You're having this meeting. There's all this collaboration happening, just all these ideas going back and forth. And I want you, you say something and it's like, everything just stops for a moment and everyone kind of looks at you and says, wow, that's a great idea. And I want you to just soak in that validation for a second that your gifts are so appreciated and valued in this space. you are making a real impact just by being you and just coming up with your ideas that just naturally flow out of you yeah i can i can hear it like i, I just say something kind of offhandedly and then everybody the phone like goes quiet for a minute and then i can hear somebody like are you serious i'm like yeah i think that's a good idea and then everybody's like size of the relief and you know, the last person that speaks and says, I think you're going to do great for the world. And then the call ends. Perfect. So now I want you to go somewhere. There's kind of a, 
a secret spot somewhere. Maybe it's outside, maybe it's inside, but it's like your, your happy place. I want you to go to wherever that is and describe it for me. You know, there's, I can't help but see like a children's book and an apple tree. And I'm kind of sitting under it. I have a book in my hand and it's about 72 degrees, light breeze. Mm -hmm. There's soft music playing in the background. What kind of music? I know what the tree is. I don't even, it, it's like no words. It's more like mm -hmm. a. There's a song that was sung on Avatar called uh, Leaves on the Vine. And that's okay. just, that melody is kind of humming. Beautiful. And humming and humming. And I'm reading some book and I'm just, nothing else matters right now. Just peace. Yeah, just peace. Just soak that in for a minute. You smell that outdoor smell, the apples falling on the ground. The grass is just a little bit wet and you can smell that. There's a nice breeze. It's not too cool. It's just refreshing. There we go. And so what I want you to do now is I want you to look back into your memory from this space. What had to happen for you to get to where you are right now? What commitments did you need to make to yourself and keep in order to end up in this space? I have the one, keep writing. Mm -hmm. I have to be open to new opportunities and bigger opportunities uh, I think maybe I'm playing too small. Uh, I'm keeping in an area where I feel like I can control everything. I think my self-doubts about my physical state have been keeping me from, you know, dating. I, I think, you know, letting myself be who I am fully all the time um, and embracing my truth that I tell people to do for themselves. I think um, being, you know, there's literally a tattoo on my chest that says B. And mm. I need to live in that state constantly yeah. and allowing myself to be who I'm meant to be. Like, you know, write things down and do more than what I'm doing and allowing myself to be celebrated by myself and others. I think I need to be i just need to be and everything else will come absolutely so to remind yourself of that what i recommend is that you get that piece of music that you talked about um it was from avatar i think you said yeah and so get that piece of music get a little slideshow together maybe have that apple tree something that reminds you of that smile that your wife gave you, something that reminds you of that home, maybe a picture of your book, and just have that little slideshow and listen to that music and allow yourself to just be and feel those feelings every morning, just as part of your morning routine. 
So that will really set the tone for the rest of your day and get you right into those kind of core desired feelings as you go into the rest of your day. I think that's an awesome idea. All right. Is there anything wow. else you'd like the audience to know before you tell them where they can find you? You are one-on-one, so treat yourself as such. Perfect. All right, where can the people at home find you? Um, I'm on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, but you can find me primarily on Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's my name, Kawan, K-A-W-A-N-G-L-O-V-E-R. The only difference is on Twitter is an underscore between my first and last name. I also have my book out, Favor, How Stroke, Struggle, and Surgery, Help Me Find My Life's Purpose. It's available on Amazon and ebook and paperback format. And, um, you know, the last thing I say to everyone is that achieve victory and become the hero of your own story. That's my goal in life. That should be yours. And um, address the person in the mirror and he will tell you exactly what you need to do to get there. Thank you so much for being here, Kwan. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for being here to witness that. After all, a story with no audience to receive it is like a plant with no soil to take root in. If you found this episode worthwhile, please pass it on. And if you've got a story the world just isn't quite getting, I'm here to help. Check out my website, thatsallowed.com, to get your free ideal scene meditation and start releasing your masterpiece today. <laughs>